Welcome to Make Believe Storytime's What Do You Want to Be When You Grow Up series. These interviews are designed to offer pre-teens and teens a fun and interesting way of learning about a number of different jobs and career paths. Some traditional, some less so. Episode 4 In this episode, I speak to musicians and twin sisters Anna and Maria Jula, who form a pop music duo. We chat about what a musician's life in London can look like, the benefits of music in our personal development, and the importance of a stable side income, amongst other things. This interview was recorded in March 2021. Hello, Anna and Maria. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I'm really excited to have you both on here and to get to pick your brain. <laughs> Hi, thank you Hi. for having us. <laughs> I think we're going to start with the basics. So I was wondering if you could please tell us a little bit about yourselves and as individuals first, and then what, what, what is it that you do for a living? All right, so I guess I'll, I'll go first. My yep. name is Maria, I'm 25 years old, just like she is. <laughs> She's my twin sister. Yeah. Um, I'm currently part-time working at Apple and part-time musician with my sister. Yes, and my name is Anna, I'm 25 years old. I am 15 minutes older than Maria. <laughs> and um, I am working part-time uh, in a retail store. And, yeah. and musician as well. <laughs> Brilliant. So now that I know a little bit about you individually, we obviously know that you're twins. And I, I wanted us to talk a little bit about you guys being twins, but also your musical duo. Um, so I know that this started when you guys were very young, right? So could you talk us through how the band uh, came to be and how it evolved over the years to form what we know now as the acoustic duo Anna and Maria? Sure. Well, it all started when we were about four years old. I think the first memory my mum has of it, because we don't, <laughs> is we went to a wedding and we didn't want to leave and, and until they let us go on stage and sing. And that was when we were four years old. And then a couple of years later, our brother was taking um, vocal um, classes. And um, we always used to sing in the house, whatever we could hear on the radio or on the yeah. TV. And we went to pick him up. And mom said, um, like, just sing something for the vocal coach so she can hear you. So we sang for her. And she said that she really, really liked what she heard and that we've got potential and that we could um possibly perform for it was like was a competition it was a music yeah. competition national um, yeah so then we that's where we started we got through to the national there were three stages until then and in the national we won the third prize and it was um it was a huge competition for children back then yeah. um, called mamaya copilo and the song that we performed was called two twins i know it's a uh, grammatically incorrect but it was um it was yeah, a good it was song catchy. it was catchy and uh since then we just continued and we we performed um in many competitions and um we've had a lot of shows um overall got to about 100 awards and diplomas from different uh competitions that we took part in um and different projects that we've um, created and later on, we studied, we did study music in school. We studied piano for the first four years. And yeah. um, then we went and done other arts for about four years. And then got back to um, guitar a year. 
and then music pedagogy. Yeah, and all this time we were still also uh, doing vocal lessons. So even though we were studying piano at school, we always trained um, singing. Vocally. Yeah, singing. singing is something we've always done. And then we decided to come to the UK. So we were originally from Romania, which mm. is where we've spent most of our <laughs> lives. Um, 12 years, we were in the same um, art school. And then we came to the UK where we studied um, our undergraduate and postgraduate degrees in popular music performance. And this is where we kind of evolved a bit more mm -hmm. as a duo as well. Um, we did start writing our own songs before we got to the UK, mostly Anna. I've mm -hmm. only had a few, but um, I feel like here is where we developed a bit more and we understood a bit more what... Uh, by the industry mostly because yeah. when we were in our city it was all nice and fun just singing but we didn't know too much about the industry and how it works and, and how you can have a career yes. yeah so. also we did release three albums with music for children when we were younger yeah. uh, but that was all back home and it wasn't our songs that yeah. we created we had other people write songs for us mm -hmm. and um the composers would write the songs and we would record yeah. them and then release the And then mum was our mum was our manager. <laughs> so she yeah, I remember the CDs and yeah. yeah. I remember I remember some of that. And I remember um obviously we're gonna touch on that in a little bit, but we went to the same school and that's how we know each other and stuff. And I know I remember that specifically when I was still in primary school, I think, and um, seeing a, one of your cassettes, because back then it was cassettes. <laughs> And it was so, so exciting that somebody in our school was actually releasing an album and it was like, yeah. it was so like, you know, so palpable and so real. It was actually quite crazy because we were, I think it was seven years old when we learned how to um, write our signatures because we didn't even know how to yeah. write. And I, I remember mum and dad spending like hours with us trying to get us to, to write our signatures because we had to give autographs. So we had um, a lot of shows in Hungary, Germany, Austria, and people were asking for autographs and we didn't even know how to write. <laughs> That's very cute. And then when once you got here, I'm guessing you said that, but, you know, the idea of the duo kind of formed a bit more and uh, you decided, I'm guessing, to go more towards acoustic music. Is that because it's easier? Because it's easier to gig um, with an acoustic uh, kind of setup, if that makes yeah, sense? I, I feel like we've always missed a producer in our <laughs> in our band, True. realistically, because we, we both know the basic of different tools to record and maybe even write. We both have songs that we've created from scratch, recorded and wrote all the instruments for. It's a very long process and it doesn't sound as good as we want it to sound. So then we decided to just strip it back and go to the basics. Um, this is how we busk as well. Anna plays guitar and we both sing. And this is kind of our, our strong point, but that's not to say yeah. that we wouldn't want to have more um, high... More uh, instruments. Yeah, but more. we did have bands as well. We had, so a we had a band in university, which was quite easy because we already had so many musicians there. So it was, it was very easy to say, oh, let's have a gig in this place or that place. But what happens after university is that many people just either go back home or they or, go solo or they go solo or things happen and then it's just uh, we knew that us two together we always be together so we can do this um us yeah. two it's a totally different type of band as well because we had an electro ambient band so it was a different um, type of what we was perform oh yeah we did have a yeah, couple we, of bands <laughs> in, in we university had, we went through a lot of uh, 
so interesting so interesting that i think over the course of a musician's career it's not like you know some people are lucky enough to have the one band and the one band blows up and it's really famous and whatever and but most people don't have that most people musicians same as actors you know you just have to go through project after project after project and it, it's kind of just your building blocks basically to mm. kind of yes and what some people don't know is that when you do have your band uh, and it's not really like you're not known as a band and it's just you and with like a backing band then obviously you have to pay those people so whenever you have a gig uh, you would need to so unless you're making a lot of money as an artist you can't really afford to pay a uh, backing vocalist or backing drummers and stuff like that's that. why it's good to collaborate with people for example i wrote a song over the summer and people at my work are very talented and i found somebody who's a really really good producer so he helped me write the backing track so now i've got it yeah. it's on my personal um soundcloud account but i know i've got that song and it's yeah. properly recorded and yeah. and um produced to a high standard as well yeah so i wanted us to kind of talk a little bit more about your choice of of uh going down this path of music and being a musician so we've learned now that you've gone to a performing arts school or an art school uh back in romania which i went to as well um that you did your um undergrad and postgrad in in music in popular music performance so academically you guys had the same trajectory right so i wonder whether there were moments during your training um when you weren't convinced that music is for you and if you even considered switching from music to something completely different and kind of splitting up the band if that makes sense i think we had that when we were fifth grade, oh, fifth grade first yeah. four years we've done music and then on the fifth year we swapped to um like, art so it was like it, painting yeah. and sculpting it was still art we had the best friend and she wanted to go um like swap classes as well because yeah, it was quite easy it was quite easy it was in the same it was in the same school so same yeah. institution we didn't have to do much just to swap classes and um i i think we, we've done that but we still never let left music and then in eighth grade we decided to kind of come back so we yeah. can be prepared to take the exam to to go to high school and, and it was a bit different because we studied um more classical aspect of music in the beginning and we didn't really like that. We appreciated it, but it wasn't something that we wanted to do pop music, acoustic music. Um, yeah. it, it was a different style. That's why we decided to come to the UK because we knew there was no way to study popular music at, at a high level in, in Romania. I mean, it would be the in, in the capital, but um, it was... That was just one module, yeah. still on a classic course. So yeah. there wasn't any other option, really. But I think that was a, a, a good thing that happened because um, in those three years that we were doing drawing and stuff, we also found acting. So um, we, we, we've done some acting courses. Was that the only moment when you kind of thought, oh, maybe this isn't for me? And then afterwards, it was kind of just this is what I want to do. I want to stay in this. I want to do this with my sister. Never look back. Well, we always knew we wanted to do music, but I feel like mm. there's often times when we think, well, how far can this go? Like, what yeah. can we do? And it, it was the only time when we acted on it, but we were questioning this, like, it happened. Like, every time something goes wrong, you're like, should I really do this? So <laughs> I, guess, I guess it's also the imposter syndrome that, that we all have and we think, oh, maybe I'm not good enough to make yeah. it or... Um, it's just yeah but as long as we just remember why we're doing it and why yeah. 
what we like about it and how it makes us feel then I feel like a lot of the times I'm thinking oh I don't I don't know if I want to do music and then I have a gig and I'm like I want to do this for the rest of my life <laughs> and I think the idea of like what people would deem as like a successful musician kind of changes when you get a bit older because when I was younger I was like oh I'm going to be a successful musician so in my mind I was thinking I'm going to be famous and all of that but right now to me a successful musician is just somebody that finds passion in music and just has a, um, an audience to play to really is as easy as that which is why I enjoy busking as well because you're on the street you're playing your music you're making people happy you're happy yourself so to me you're successful as long as you can do your art and you can have other people appreciate it so yeah that's really beautiful and I, I agree with you both I think with any artist it's kind of the same imposter syndrome the kind of same process of questioning and the yourself. pressure as well to like succeed yeah. and be famous exactly and that's what I think it's it's so nice how you put it that it's actually about just trying to just trying to to find passion in what you do which I think a lot of people can lose along the way we're going to come back to this in a minute uh, career and dreams and all of that kind of stuff but I wanted to ask I know you both uh, like most artists have other jobs and you've told us already that you're working on doing some some jobs on the side uh, for music so I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit um, of how you are coping with the the pandemic's massive um, impact on the performing arts industry in the sense of I know that you've got the jobs but are there any other gigs that you are trying to do at the same time as your side jobs or what's what's the situation like for you right now basically as a musician and as a whatever else you do on the side <laughs> I'm lucky enough that I still get to work so I still have my job um so I'm mostly focusing on that. And then um, right now, I would say music kind of had to take a step back because we can't really go busking yeah. during these times. This we, is we what we do, do online. I we guess, do we so. do online gigs. So we had one in December. We had, I think, another one in November. So we tried to keep them quite regular to show yeah. people that we're still here. Then we're focusing on other things that we love as well. For example, I'm studying a lot of sports and, and nutrition, um, trying to learn more about... Um, other topics that interest me Spanish. and Spanish yes I'm <laughs> studying Spanish as well so I, there's still a lot of exciting things to still do sometimes we are extras yeah. in in adverts as well uh, we love doing that um, we've done that last year and I think yeah. it's a good time to just like reflect on yourself and learn different things for yourself like I've done a Reiki course that I would have never done if I if this what? didn't happen that's amazing yeah I've done a French course so I'm learning French it's just anything really just to try to keep yourself engaged and keep yourself learning some some more things like I, I learned a little bit how to play the kalimba I think it's a time when when nobody should really put too much pressure on yeah. themselves because we're all just trying to cope and get through it it's not about thriving in a pandemic it's about surviving it really yeah. and connecting to family and friends and staying sane yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it can be very hard to just be stuck in a room 24 7 and not be able to do anything else so everybody has their own coping mechanism yeah yeah absolutely but it sounds like you're both trying to stay active mentally physically and I think that's really important and I think you know it's it's all we can do really and since we're talking about side jobs I wondered if you can just in a few words, um, maybe explain to the younger people who are watching, who may be thinking, oh, maybe I'd like to be a musician. Or I like this idea of becoming a musician, but I don't really understand what's the whole thing with like, 
what are these women talking about side jobs why is it so normal like why do i need one if you could just sum up basically in your experience why is it important to have side gigs that are not music gigs like little jobs here and there like you were saying about the extra job or you know like a regular day job a part-time job why is that so important in your opinion well it, it depends because firstly if you if you do have a job in music that is full-time because those exist as well mostly for classical musicians like if you are working in a philharmonic or or it can be in opera. music and not have to be actually performing it can yeah. be um music business that's yeah. something that can be a lot more stable or, or if you're a session musician and you go for gigs for like six months somewhere with a like a famous musician so if you've got you- anything that gives you a stable income and you yeah. know you're gonna you're gonna be paid next month then it's fine to do that full-time but for us right now at the level we're on we do rely on other stable jobs for most people it's it's quite hard to get even into those jobs especially when you're in a city like London where there's so many great musicians Uh, so what is best is just to kind of have your your stable income even if you only do it two or three days a week um, any type of job that you feel like you would enjoy uh, just doing that for two or three days and then having all the rest of the days to focus on your music and uh, your music career. Yeah. It gives you a, a lot of peace of mind and just uh, you always know that you, you're financially stable and safe to continue to fulfill your dreams as well. Yeah, mm. uh, That's really lovely. And also because you touched on dreams, I wanted to ask um, as a duo, but also as individuals, what are your dreams when it comes to your music career? So we actually, which is quite funny, because before the pandemic started, we were supposed to go on a cruise and sing. That would have been a dream dream job for for me um, and for Maria at the time. I don't know if it's still yeah, it is. That... It has changed for me a little bit because I feel like I'm I want a bit more stability in my life. Mm. I feel like I'm at the stage where I want to make it work where I am. Because I feel yeah. like London still has a lot of opportunities and, and still a lot of ways to, to promote our music, to perform. So um, I don't have a set plan. I know I, wanna, I want us to still be able to do music, uh, but I would not be able to say exactly where I want to be in five years. I just know I want to, I'm still, dis- I feel like I'm at a stage where I'm, I'm lucky to be able to discover myself and yeah. study other things that I love but yeah. music is always gonna gonna be a passion and I want us to I don't know hopefully be able to have more regular gigs and yeah, um, yeah why not see what happens <laughs> and I'm, I'm also very passionate about traveling so I love traveling so whenever this thing is over <laughs> um, I do want to <laughs> travel a bit more in the end we would still like for both of us to live in the same city at least <laughs> and then, neighborhood yeah same maybe same same house who knows but just to be able to sing together and to still have gigs together and we're also focusing on getting our british citizenship mine yeah. just got approved last month so hopefully i'll become a citizen in the next couple of months and um yeah we we there are a lot of projects going on side projects that are just important for us um for our future and for our individual lives as well so it's it's when you have a band you have to make uh, um, create a balance between what we both want and what is needed as well because you can't always just do what you want like a partnership of any kind isn't it like a business partnership or like a couple you know it's always about finding the balance and you know, what and try compromise. Yeah, it's a lot harder yeah, when, yeah, when you're exactly. 
family as well because you just assume that the other person just wants what you want because you've just always been together but people do change and even your sister can change your mother can change anyone do you know what I mean like dreams can just slightly differ and then it's important to have that conversation about like do you still want to do this like should we still do this um and yeah I mean we we, we still want to sing together so that's that's the most the most important thing that's keeping this uh, band still still together yeah absolutely no but I think you're right it's and that's why I wanted to touch on that because I think it's important for young people to understand that um you know the life of an artist varies and it's very different and there's no one way to do it a being a musician an actor a writer whatever you are there is not one way to do it. and I feel like we've been told um, at home in Romania, there's only a, a handful of ways. And so we were always told you have to do it this way, that way or that way. But when you find yourself in a city like London, that's so full of opportunities and so diverse in, in every aspect, those ways are multiplied by like 50 or 100, you know, suddenly there's not five ways you can do it. There's 50 ways you can do it. And I think we still somehow hang on to this idea of there's only one route into the industry but I don't think that's the case and I think you're living proof of that you know and like you said we're still young we're at that age where we have to find ourselves and who we are and finding ourselves informs our art and our artistic choices so you know in order to be a better artist really you have to go and travel and you have to take care of your body and your mind and your nutrition and you, know, you have to do all those things because you are your instrument and your canvas you know mm. and you can't produce any art or you can't like, let's not use produce for art you can't create any art if you know if you're not okay or if you're not um you're not doing things that are making you happy and and you know that you enjoy so I think it's really important like you guys said to find that balance absolutely and also thinking of things as just one way to do it, they also stops you from seeing other ways as well. Yeah. For example, we got to perform at the Shard because a friend of ours bumped into the person that was organizing events for the Shard yeah, in the at the bus, bus stop. stop. So yeah. like you, you never know when a story like this can come. And we, we, we performed for a lot of big people in, in yeah, at the Shard. Like businesses and, and stuff. That's amazing. Yeah, that was an amazing opportunity that we would have never thought of yeah yeah and plus the girl who um was singing with us she she never studied music so you don't have to like, some people would tell you you yeah, have she was to actually study a dancer music. she was a dancer and she had a good voice and then she wanted to sing with us so um it, there's no just one way and if people mm -hmm. tell you oh you have to study music for this and that it's not always the case uh, um yeah mostly with classical music i think it would be but for pop music um i don't think it's 100% necessary you can do courses on it you don't have to have a degree yeah. in it necessarily degree. but a degree yeah. does help this is a reoccurring thing that's come up in almost every interview um I think in every interview actually uh that I've done for this series which is you know we have so many um facets to us as people and as artists why should we limit that to just one and you know you guys are doing uh, background uh, work which is acting you know you do music you did dance it just goes to show that artists in general uh, like to express themselves in in a multitude of ways and I think that's brilliant that we shouldn't limit ourselves aside from the fact that music is your kind of your chosen career right or at least one career path that you are on at the moment um, how would you say that music has influenced your personal development it really helps you think outside the box and also be able I remember when we were learning to play piano it's it just helps you do multiple things at once so it really helps with multitasking 
Um, and, and I feel like it's made me more empathic than I would probably normally be because um, it just opens you up emotionally and it um, teaches vulnerability as well. And public speaking is another huge one that everybody's afraid of. And I'm like, I can go in front of people and say whatever. So <laughs> it, there's a lot of things that you can gain from it. And it's also a way to escape, just like everyone else, it's a way to escape current situations or get in the right mood for certain um, things. So, yeah. Yeah, for me, it's also a form of... Um, like meditation in a way because after you learn you've already have the skills and you know the song when you get into it it's like you're just taken outside of whatever's happening and you're just kind of um you, you're meditating basically so it's good for calming the mind and being in the present and as express well. your feelings as well yeah yeah and it's, it's good just for making other people happy like i can't think of how many people i've seen that just had the guitar and we went up to them like oh can we play and then you just make so many friends just by knowing how to play the guitar a little bit or just by singing with somebody who's playing or it's just it's a it's a nice way of meeting people as well and it's something that it connects you more than just saying like Oh, I work here as well. It's more like, oh, I'm I'm doing this. Like I'm I I've been through my life. I, I learned this this thing that we can do together. It develops like a lot of interpersonal skills as well. Yeah. I would say, and definitely your emotional intelligence grows with it. True. Yeah. yeah, I again completely agree with you, with both of you. And I really like the way Anna, the way you said about it being a form of meditation. I've never thought about it that way. But you are, you are so right. I was just thinking when you described that moment and you said, you know, you just, once you've learned the song and you know what you're doing, you don't have to think about the technical aspect of it. You're just there and it brings you in the present moment. And I, it just clicked in my head uh, recently, a time when I had to, um, for an audition, I prepared something on the piano as well because they needed like a special skill. So I said, okay, I'm going to play the piano. And um, I was practicing for it and I just realized that's exactly what happens. I just switch into a place that's completely different from where I am when I'm speaking, when I'm acting. It's like a complete place of its own. And it's it's like I can immediately forget about everything that's happening around me, however difficult it is. And when I was a teenager, actually, it did help me cope with my feelings and what I was going through and express myself, like you were saying, Maria. Um, where I couldn't speak to the people that upset me or hurt me, I would just play the piano and all of that would come out, which I think is really, you know, it, it can be really good because it stops you from bottling things up and then, you know, becoming really angry or upset all the time or whatever. Um, definitely, if you're passionate, it definitely brings you into a flow state. And yeah. that's when you're present and you have a distorted perception of time and you're just in the moment doing what you learn. And, and that's why so many people can't really, like, if you try to explain to somebody what you do when you're playing, it's like, it's all mostly muscle memory and you're just somewhere else. <laughs> it's just <laughs> you rather than you doing it after a while. So yeah. it is it is like a, like a meditation in, in that sense. And especially because while you do that, there's other people that you kind of bring into it, the people who are listening to you. That's why when you go to a concert, it's like, it's, it feels like you've just been there 10 minutes and you've actually listened for two hours to somebody performing. So it's nice that you can, you can kind of bring people in like that. And that's why people go to concert. That's why people enjoy music so much because it puts you, when you listen to music, you, you get to wherever the music is, so, which is somewhere else. <laughs> Yeah, the whole group focuses uh, their energy in one place. And that mm -hmm. one place is what the performer is doing. So it's like, it's like kind of like a form of meditation or prayer when everybody's focusing in one direction. And it just kind of becomes like a spiritual experience for everybody involved, which is really weird in, in a way if you think about it. 
true. That's that's kind of how music came about anyway. Because in the beginning, it was used for rituals and for ritualistic purposes and for for basically praying to God. So that that's what you you're doing. And the same with dance. So and most of the art, they all came from trying to praise something that's higher than us or praise something that's higher in us. So that's why it's so sacred and that's why there's so many good things associated with art in general and people want creative people everywhere. Even in a business, they'll be like, oh, are you a creative? Because having that bit of creativity just gives it like a, a different flavor to whatever you're doing. Gives a little bit of a spark and something, yeah. something that's and not so monotonous. Different perspective, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's so lovely. I love where this conversation has gone. <laughs> Um, I think I've, I've come to my last question and I'm really sad about it. I wish I had more questions for you guys because I'm enjoying this a lot. What would you say to young people who are aspiring to become a musician um, on the commercial or pop scene? Because obviously that's your area of practice. And is there something that you maybe wish someone told you when you were a teenager with regards to choosing this path of becoming a, a, a musician? I think I would probably say that, you know, you don't have to do things one way or a certain way and that you don't have to aspire to be, I don't know, the next biggest artist in the world. It's good to have aspirations, but try and think of the why behind it, not just because you want to be famous. And usually if you focus on what you actually love and what you want to do, that will lead you to wherever you need to be. Maybe you do need to be famous at some point. Maybe that's in plan for you, but that shouldn't be the goal. And it's just focusing on what you love and, and just never give up. Just think that even if you're struggling at the moment, you can, you know, always come out of it um, stronger. And um, some rough paths are in there just to shape you so um just look at it as a way to grow and learn and then just keep persevering if it's something you really love doing yeah and something that I kind of wish like that I knew when I was younger um especially studying music because I feel like when you have music as like a, one of the subjects in, sc in school then you tend to really think about yourself and your your abilities as um quantifiable so somebody can tell you you're of an eight or you're of a 10 or you should get a nine for this one and I just think that that's like you shouldn't think too much into it so, so for example if I would go and I would have an assessment and I sing a song and then I get a six I'll be upset the whole day and think that I'm such a bad musician but then the next week I'll get a 10 and I'll be so happy and I'll be like oh I'm probably the best musician so I just think that those are there just because they have to be there you shouldn't really listen too much to... this is all subjective yeah. and, and you're valuable um yeah whatever you do and there will be a place for you somewhere if that's what you really want to do you should see how good you are of a musician just by seeing if people want to listen to that or if you want to listen to that even if you're just making music for yourself and you're happy with that and you're like i'm making this music for myself and i love listening to it then you're already successful it doesn't matter what anyone else says yeah. you, you're just making yourself happy yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that, both of you. That was really lovely. And I, again, agree with both of you. And I think it's another takeaway uh, for me from what you guys have just said is that, um, you know, it's it's very good as a, as a young aspiring musician to think those things. But also what I, I kind of wanted to touch on, and I think we have, um, 
is that you know you can be a a musician uh, not by trade but you could be just a passionate person who just mm. loves to make music because like you were saying Anna you know you enjoy doing it and you do it for yourself and uh, being creative doesn't have to be reserved just for musicians you know you can just do music or theater or any sort of arts just because you enjoy them you don't have to you know it's a passion it can be a hobby you don't have to make it a career um, and it doesn't mean that if you don't have that kind of very strict goal um, that it won't benefit you because I think it will. There's also no timeline so there are artists who became huge in their 40s and 50s and right. other artists who never became huge but you know they they got their little audience that they can play to all the time and that's all they want to do maybe yes. so mm -hmm. there is there's no pressure I think we put too much pressure on ourselves to get to a certain point by the time we're this age or that age and that just like goes to everything we do in our yeah. life. I think it's because most of the other industries, you would be able to tell how good somebody is by where they are. So like if you work in, I don't know, even like take, for example, retail, then you keep going up higher and higher until you're a manager, then you're a store manager, then you're... So it's just kind of like the people have this in mind that if you have... Um, a profession that you would always want to be higher but it's, it's different with creative arts because sometimes some people they just enjoy it by just being oh I actually enjoy just singing in this place I don't want to tour the whole world I just want to be here with my parents and my family and just sing in this one pub and that pays me and that pays my bills and, and everything is fine so I think um so value success, is success up to your own standards yeah. and what makes you happy. Because at the end of the day, we're doing things for ourselves first. So if we're happy where we yeah. are, then there's no need to, to go where the society tells us we need to be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's really important to bear in mind. And I really like what you said about, um, you know, in other careers or career paths, it's much easier to quantify the success. Yeah. Whereas in the arts, it's not like that because it's subjective. It's very difficult to quantify. Um, you know, it's like putting a price on art. It's really difficult. <laughs> it's the same kind of thing with success. It's, it looks different for different people. This has been a lovely interview. Is there anything either of you would like to add or you feel that you haven't uh, gotten a chance to express? just wanted to say to everyone watching, um, especially the young children watching this, that um, they should go on and follow whatever dreams they have and don't be afraid to have a dream and then to change it at one point and be like I actually want to try something else as well so try it for a few years if it doesn't feel like you if it doesn't feel like you want to do this then do something else maybe come back again in a few years it, and also don't dream of being someone else yeah. because you're always going to be you so just dream of being you maybe take some things from other people but don't think I want to be this person because you're never going to be someone else yeah. and that's fine because you're special as you yeah. are and you should use those skills that you have brilliant thank you so much both of you um, I really appreciate your time and I really appreciate you sharing your experiences with us it's really valuable and I think there's so much to learn from what you both have you, you have said and I'm very very grateful for having both of you here today <laughs> thank you for having thank us you. thank you for the invitation I hope you have a few takeaways from today's chat and remember to follow Make Believe Storytime on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube to stay up to date with all of our content. Thank you very much for listening.